Welcome back to Anxiety and Us, a show about a couple where one has anxiety and depression, one who doesn't talk about the challenges of mental illness and how they overcome them together. This week we dive into prescribed meds where Lindsay talks about the challenges she faces of having to adjust to her new routine working from home and how it throws her off when it comes to taking her meds every day. We end the show on a good note, I promise you that. Enjoy the show! episode of anxiety and us i'm Lindsay. i'm jake and this week we don't really have much of an agenda no. um not much has really changed um our routines have been the same um i think mine has been a little like forgetful i think is the right word well today's topic is about what your medicine and for like yeah, so I've been forgetting to take my medicine, basically because I have a I have an alarm on my phone, and I used to have it go off at 7 a.m., and I realized, oh, that wasn't really working, so I changed it to 10 a.m., so like after I get to work, eat my breakfast, get settled in, I've had something to eat, I have to eat something before I take my medicine, so 10 a.m. was my new alarm, and then the COVID-19 crisis hit, and we're all working from home now. So lately for the past, I guess it's been, it was like a week before that I forgot to take my medicine because just the routine was very off, you know, it wasn't normal because I was getting up earlier, eating breakfast earlier. And by the time my alarm went off, I was already in the middle of doing other things. So I would forget to take my medicine. At least that's my theory. Um, and so what happened what is, had happened was yeah what had happened was um i think it was friday right yeah friday you had a i had an anxiety attack mm-hmm. and it was kind of i guess manifesting itself in a in a work related issue and then i just like couldn't focus and i couldn't um my thoughts couldn't stop and I just was like, I think I need to take a nap, but it was extremely hard for me to fall asleep and, you know, because my thoughts were running and I really feel like, you know, because for the first time in a long time, I'm in a job where I'm happy and I don't want to leave. I don't want to either quit or get fired and I want things to be going well and what I thought was that something was going wrong with like between me and my, my manager when in reality, probably nothing is wrong, but my mind was going there, you know, and just making me freak out for probably no reason. You know, you know, I want to, I don't want to say definitely. Cause you know, who know who knows? I mean, you're also like, if you think about it, we tend, we as humans tend to read, but we try to read between the lines when there may be no lines to read between. And I think right. in this situation, you had received an email, if I'm correct, you received yeah. an email that was about a subject that you had already sent, just recently sent an email about. And you read between those lines as, oh, you weren't doing your job because your Or I boss, wasn't doing it good enough. You weren't doing good enough because your manager had sent another email that was exactly the same thing you said. However, I will point out... It could out, just be that 
she didn't know I sent the other email. Correct, because like you said, she was, she's a busy person. She's in meetings all the time. Lindsay's busy too, just in case you're her boss. Just let you know. But um, if, if since she's uh, very busy and her time is very precious, she may have only saw it because you received that email like around 1230, which usually is break time for yeah. most, most people. Like it's lunchtime. So, you know, and it's something that I told you where maybe it's just good for you to this week put down uh like a 15 minute to 30 minute block with her be like hey i just want to touch base with her and really just to get a you know get a hold of you know this not the situation you not address that directly but kind of get a for your own self um help to talk with her directly and be like you know get feedback yeah and i probably will do that um but you know i also don't like confrontation i mean it's not confrontation if you just if you don't even bring up the email, just be like, hey, I just want to maybe, I figure maybe we can start checking in and having feed, like having feedback sections, like to where she can tell well, you. Well, that is something that she did want to do. Yeah. So it could be a good idea. Um, but yeah, back to when I had my anxiety attack, I definitely tried to take a nap and had a hard time. My cats like to cuddle with me when I sleep, so that was kind of sweet. Um, they came and cuddled with me and gave me some, um, some company there and that was nice, but I finally fell asleep and I woke up and I still felt this like lingering anxiety, you know, and, um, what I wish I had done was, um, taken a couple hits of my CBD pen, but I forgot I had it. So... Back to your with when you sleep, like does the anxiety tend to linger, like it no, can manifest in your in the in your in my dreams in your dreams. Yeah, I mean, I think it did, and I think it was because the anxiety was so heavy. Um, it normally is fine. I take a nap and I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like I'm refreshed, and um, my brain is you know, hit the virtual reset button, you know, and it's fine. But I think on Friday, because I hadn't been taking my medicine, it was just so much, you know, normally, you know, so I take Prozac and I take Abilify and, um, I'm supposed to be taking them every day and I hadn't for like a week. Take it, I mean, it takes a couple days for it to, to kick in. So even though I took it Friday, it would take a couple days to a week to actually work. Um, so I'm still trying to, like, fend off any thoughts of anxiety and, and, and you know, the skepticism that goes around in your head when you have anxiety. Um, so, so, yeah. So, yeah, it just... It was a rough day. Do you have you uh, you haven't been trying like actively avoiding it, right? No, I haven't been like actively avoiding taking my medicine. It just it's just one of those things where it's like it's in my purse. Normally my purse is by my side, but when I'm at home, my purse is somewhere else. Does it does it dip into the routine thing that we've been talking about? Like where yeah. because your routine is now off, where you're not yeah. going to work, going setting up, getting your coffee, everything by 11 o'clock. I don't remember what time. 10 usually, o'clock. 10 o'clock. Yeah. You're, you're usually at your desk and you take your medicine. Yeah. To where that routine is off. So it's kind of, it's throwing you off. 
Yeah, and my routine is throwing me off. And I think the other thing, too, is I haven't really gotten into a routine the way you have. You know, where you've gotten, like, oh, I'm going to take a shower every day. I'm going to get dressed and, like, feel semi-normal and have breakfast and start my day. I haven't really been doing that. Um, and I think that I really should try to start doing that. I think it might help me. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I don't take a shower every morning because sometimes I don't feel like taking a shower, but at least I get, get up and wash my face, you know, get my face wet, you know, and like get dressed, put on perfume and deodorant and like feel somewhat normal, you know, to a routine that I normally would do. And what I did is I put my medicine on the coffee table, which is where we've been, where we've been working in, in the den. So, um, the medicine's right there. I can't be like, oh, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's right in front of me now. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's another thing that I did to try to rectify the situation and prevent it from happening. But, um. I mean, you can't totally rely on CBD alone, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't saying that. It just, it helps me calm down. Yeah. I mean, like, to go back It's kind of to... like a... It's like a um, natural Xanax. Well, going back to just... I don't have Xanax your mes- Your medicine in general, like, how long did it take you to get to those two prescriptions and the amount of dosage need that gives you, like, your normal state that so, makes you feel... There is an old episode that we did on medication. Yeah, it's an old episode. But, but... Uh, I will revisit just a little bit. Um, I went through a period of time where I was trying different medications and having bad reactions to medications. Um, this medication I'm on now, uh, I think it was at least three or four years ago now that I've been on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that it works for me. Um, but I have increased my, um, Prozac dosage. Yeah. It used to be 20 milligrams, now it's 40 milligrams, and I think I take, I think it's 10 milligrams of the Abilify. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but we increased the Prozac because I was still having, um, a lot of depressive episodes and my doctor was concerned about that. Um, so we increased the dosage, um, and then now it's good and it's been good for a while. Um, I had my six month checkup, uh, before we went to Paris in early March and everything was good. Um, I mean, I was, I was happy, you know, the fact that this pandemic was happening and it was, I didn't seem that imminent at the time, but like, you know, if I felt like I was in a good place at that moment when I went to the doctor, so everything was good. Um, but the other thing, too, that I really should be doing in addition to taking my medication is going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how I'd like to do, like, a, like a virtual therapy sessions, um, kind of like a talk space kind of thing. Um, but right now, we don't have, like, a... What is it called? The um, I think it's flexible spending counts. FSA, FSA which, yeah. You know, I it's it's a health insurance thing. You know, again, we're fortunate enough to have health insurance. Um, you know, great. And, but FSA, like I, I never truly understood it until one day I've learned, like recently, from this um, possible new thing you want that 
you want to approach. I yeah. didn't realize that that's what they are. Yeah, know, it's like, what it's for. The, yeah. o- the only like out of pocket expenses. Yeah, I think like the only thing yeah. is the reason why I didn't sign us up for it because I think we've been going off of well, no. So the first couple of years when we've been together, we were, had separate insurances. Right. Then the past three years we've been going off my insurance mm-hmm. because of your job situation, and yeah. even now, I don't know what your current employer offers, but. All the, I know is it's not good. <laughs> yeah. So, our, I mean, my, and my insurance is, is decent, um, at least for, for us, although we'd have to find you, like, a primary doctor. But that's a that's another case. Uh, the Well, my the, primary doctor is actually my um, psychiatrist doctor. That's what she is. She's uh, also my primary. But um, as far as a, a, a... I was thinking, like, medical doctor. A therapist. Well, I'm talking about, like, like uh primary med okay well anyway well my therapist i don't have one and what i'd like to do is use fsas to help pay for a service like talkspace but it can be so expensive i mean i think i was looking at a plan and just with like one like all all like 24 7 chat available times and i think it was like once a month doing a video chat mm-hmm. was like it was somewhere in the range of two hundred dollars a month and i was like whoa yeah and that's you know, where that's like that's like fifty dollars a week I maybe mean, that's where i it's learned pretty expensive how the flexible spending accounts work because i i never i haven't paid into it ever since you jumped into it yeah because i fsa at least the insurances i've been on is the user lose you only have 12 months to use it and then you lose it so yeah. And it apparently can go to other things, but you know we're not we're not an insurance, so you know if you're if you're not familiar with FSAs, or um, but you want to be uh, you want to look into it, reach out to your insurance provider or your employer. But that is something that um, come October, which is the annual reset button for insurance, you yeah. know I'll start signing us up for it. But yeah, I mean that's it's interesting. I mean, do you get do you know if like with virtual you get the one and that's it or you get to try out different things no you get to like so like you can like i am so to speak like text message almost mm-hmm. like your your therapist directly like you know like so friday so so say like the therapist wasn't online and i was like shit i'm having an anxiety attack i need someone to bounce my thoughts off of like to help me through this you know who's not you yeah and they would get back to me within a certain period of time. I don't know if it's, like, a couple hours or, like, within 24 hours or what. But, like, um, it's more flexible than, say, like, oh, you have to only go see somebody at an appointment at a certain time every other week or whatever or once a month. Mm-hmm. It could be, like, you don't want to wait till that video chat. You're already you're having an issue and you need somebody to talk to. I mean, it, it could be somebody's in a very depressive state and they're feeling lonely and they just want somebody to talk to and they want to talk to their therapist. Their therapist will be there for them. And that's why it costs so much more. But I feel like this brings me to another topic of conversation, which is like, why is mental health coverage, mental health services, why does it cost so much more than like weight loss services or regular doctor service you know what i mean like to me it's just like crazy like yeah. mental health services should be more affordable i mean i, I think maybe I, I have no evidence basis off of but just if you think about it recently it, it seems to me 
mental health is becoming a serious topic that employers are starting to take a look at. And it's, you know, there have been people and, you know, people that listen to us that have been deal- dealing with mental health issues beyond the, the years we've been on this earth. So yeah. they, they've had to go through where they had to hide their depression or anxiety and, and unfortunately had to, to phrase, suck it up. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's a new thing to where it's, it's kind of like, um, digging into my business background. <laughs> like hopefully my business uh, degree will mean for something, but the supply demand where the supply would probably, I don't know. I, I have to look into it, but it appears, you know, it's to go see a psychiatrist or a therapist. There's not as many therapists maybe as there are primary care doctors to what that would be the supply demand issue where the reason why the price is high because they're specialized compared to or it could just be a specialty premium you know where to see a therapist they're specifically trained in therapy or psychiatry kind of like going to a cardiologist and the you know the specialty doctors where there are is a premium charge on top of seeing them but it's something that we you know we maybe we should look into you know if anybody has more insight into reasons why you know contact us uh, you know reach us reach out to us on our facebook page or through or uh gmail. or gmail you know at anxietyandus.com or at gmail.com but you know we're it's definitely a question that we feel like it needs to be answered like why is that because yeah we're in a position now where we can because mental health is so well, essential you know yeah and i'm saying like we're in a, we're in we are fortunate to be in a position now where financially we can we can spend a bit more to find the right care for you yeah. but right but four years ago it was i mean we we, we had better health insurance we still had insurance so we weren't as like when we were in college, mm-hmm. like just to find the right person. It was who can who will take my my right cheap who be or the discount. What's free? Yeah, what's free? And you know, fortunately at college, we you were able to go. Yeah, I got services at college. Yeah, I had so, services at ODU. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely you know a question that should be answered, but there. What I'm getting at is there's not a lot of people. There's people out here. There's there's neighbors that live nearby us that have mental health issues and anxiety but they've never sought treatment or they grew up in an era where it, it was, was frowned upon yeah it's just yeah. hide it like you'll be fine so like don't tell people you have this problem yeah so you, you know i i can i know i have to recognize that i we did not grow up as less fortunate we grew up poor if you think about it but we didn't grow lower, up as, middle, lower class lower class we didn't grow up like to where some of our neighbors that low that live in the lower i would income. say now we're middle class yeah we're middle class but i'm yeah. talking about like there are people that like that live right down the street in the low income building that suffer from anxiety just trying to figure out how to pay the bills and everything i'm sure that they can't afford to yeah. do it so it's it's this it's a hard system because honestly i feel like mental health services should be free 100 percent free they should be a requirement that people go through and see a therapist just to get evaluated, to see if they need help, if there's anything they need assistance with, and for that service to be provided to every, everyone. Yeah. Um, I think the stigma is eroding slowly, but it's it's taking time where, you know, we don't live in the same world as, as I mentioned, people around the corner where they have to fight every day 
to see the next day in one way, shape, or form, you know, in, in different aspects, but still they have to put on a stronger face. Yeah. You know, they're, they're being, what I've seen is they've been raised to, you know, suck it up. Well, I mean, even in my family, my, my brothers and one of them in particular still thinks this it, for the longest time, they thought, um, I was making it up. Yeah. That it was just something I was saying I was dealing with to use as an excuse for my behavior. Well, it's also like, if you think about it, like the medication thing, like I get on you now when you don't take it and you're like, oh, I didn't take it. I was like, you need to take that. Because to, to harken back again to the old episode, there was a point in time where Lindsay was not taking it um, years ago because she just she didn't want to take it and we we got to a um it it was there was a detrimental point in our relationship where it almost blew up and i told her straight you know straight up i can't do this i you know i can't be the only one to help you i need help myself to help you and the therapist doctor slash and medication will be my you know my robin to, yeah. to the batman right so it and it, you had a you know you we talked about it before but you had to really look look into yourself and go okay if I want to succeed I really need to take what he said seriously and you did and you know that's where we're we're at today and everything's perfect almost <laughs> <laughs> um, but no like you know that's my point is it, the there was already a struggle before it's not like you we haven't you just like oh you've always been on your mess and you've taken it there was a, a struggle prior where we. We ran into that problem and, you know. I think it's easy for anybody who has depression issues, you know, the way I do, to fall out of routine. Especially when something like what's going on now is happening. It must be, I mean, it's hard for me, but I know it must be hard for other people out there who are struggling with their depression and struggling to just get up every day and wash their face or get dressed or eat breakfast or get their or take their medication especially the ones that live alone or live with roommates but they're not like close right like they may be close to the roommates, but they're not like really close like you know on yeah i mean i've had some good roommates but i've also had roommates that weren't i mean none of my roommates i'm technically friends with anywhere i mean like i'm i know them but i'm not like oh they're my besties you know yeah so like i understand how that can be like roommates can sometimes be out of just convenience yeah. and but i mean like if you they're... live with your friend and that's your roommate too like make sure they know that you need them yeah i mean that's the, that's the same thing like where um you know i feel for those people that right now their only outlet was if you think about it if work was forcing them to get out and actually be part of the world, you know, it, it I would hope that it yeah. would encourage them to, okay, take on the everyday challenges, you know, battling with their depression and anxiety and everything, you know, to where, you know, it's almost like makes them agoraphobic where they mm, don't want to go out. Yeah. Where they yeah. want to just stay in and lock the door. And I know people have been now, agoraphobic and it's very hard to recover from that. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is like, it's, I feel for the people that are now stuck in this isolation where thankfully it, it appears a lot of the stay at home orders are, Hey, get out. If you know, if you need to go for a walk, go for a walk with me today. Yeah. We went but, for a walk, um, like one thirty. Yeah. But like, I mean, you, you have a partner that knows everything or yeah. not everything, but knows most about everything that you deal with so i know how to tack to it 
I'm sure it's harder when you're alone. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I lived alone, if I didn't, I mean, I had Chloe, thank God, but, like, if I didn't have a pet or anything and I was just there by myself, like, it would have been a lot harder. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think, I think this goes up to, so, on the, speaking from the side that doesn't have diagnosed mental health issues or anything else like that, I think it's important that, you know, and I need to take this, this word of advice and reach out to reach for those of us that don't have it. We need to reach out to those that if we're aware that they have something, reach out to them. If, if not every day, even by text, you know, but just every other day, like, Hey, how's it going? Checking up on you, do whatever and make them feel loved, wanted and everything else like that. I think that's important on us. And yeah, I recommend doing it every couple of days. Um, I'm just thinking about now how I need to check on one of my friends mm-hmm. um, that I haven't checked on in a couple of minutes. And um, I'm a little worried because they've been um, laid off from their job also. So they're in a particularly um, unique situation that will... And they, they also live alone. Yeah. And they... You know, I'm, I'm just, just think, thinking about them, you know, like I'm getting worried, you know. And that is not just my anxiety. It's general worry mm-hmm. for them. But um, also because I haven't heard from them. And if you haven't heard from somebody and you're like, oh, maybe they're fine. You never know that. So just check on people just to say, hey, how's it going? What's up? What are you doing? What are you guys up to today? Or like, um, you know, just to see like. You know, how are you dealing? What's, are you keeping a routine? You know, do you want to do a Zoom chat or FaceTime chat or whatever? Like, just do something. And if they say no, that's fine. But at least you checked on them. You know, at least they know that you're there. And just, you you don't have to say that, oh, I'm here for you if you need need anything. You don't have to say that. I mean, if you do, that's great. But, like, you don't have to. As long as you're checking in on them, they know that you're there. Yeah. I think it's important and uh, you know it, it it just goes back to the medicine thing i mean that's where i think it's important for if you have medication you should take it right mm-hmm. and especially like like you've told me you should it's kind of like and that, there's nothing wrong with taking medication it's kind of like birth control you have to take it <laughs> all the time uh at the same time every day right uh you should take it around the same time every day yeah yeah um that's what my doctor tells me. You want to prevent your impregnation of depression. Yeah. I win. <laughs> um, but no, like... Great pun, babe. <laughs> I think, like, you know, I, I've i been... I, I've been trying to be make sure... I, I've been trying to keep the space of not, in, you know, hounding you, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you take medication, like, it's... No, you don't hound me. I don't hound you because I remember, you know, I've learned over time I can't... I can't be hounding you on not just medication, like when we were, when you were studying for the CPA, like mm-hmm. all these other things that are, you know, basically I've learned anything is, anything can be anxiety inducing, right? Yeah. If I, if I keep trying to, while with good intentions, hey, have you done this? Have you know, A, B, C, D, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if I keep doing it, that stirs your anxiety. That That's the, oh, wait, you didn't, you weren't anxious about this before. You weren't you know, depressed about this before, but it can start, you know, spark that emotion. So, yeah. you know, it's something I've learned that I've 
needed to be mindful of, so. Yeah. <sighs> but, like, how are you... So, with you forgetting it now, like, what are you going to try and do this week to, like, keep on top of it? Well, I mean, like I said, I pulled my medication... I had my medication in, a, like, a pouch. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like, lose it. And then I keep it in my purse. But I took it out of my purse and I put it on the coffee table. So every day in the morning, I can't be like, oh, man, I have to get up and get my purse and get my medications out of mine. Nope. It's right in front of me. All I have to do is unzip it, take my water cup, and drink it and drink the medication down. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot less of like, you can't make up an excuse now, Lindsay. <laughs> like, you, you're going to take your medication. So, yeah. yeah. Well, do you think the routine would be like good? Like, I know you said you don't want to shower every day, which I mean, I, I just don't I, like showering every day. I don't understand that. Like, I like every to be other clean. day, at the very least. I just think you should be clean every day. But, you know, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm clean every day. Okay. Well, this will take this offline, but um, no, like, I, I mean, if you, I think you I really mean, should shower. I just don't wash my hair every day. Well, you should come up with a routine. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you have to be online by around eight o'clock-ish, yeah. and if we need to be up for you, like we seven. need to be up by seven, seven thirty, then we'll get up at seven, seven thirty. Okay. You know, for me though, fortunately, <laughs> my day, I can sleep till, you know, about nine, but I don't. Actually, I've I've never been able to sleep in a lot lately, and um. Yeah, it's been kind of hard to sleep in lately. It's weird. Yeah, it's. I thought I would be enjoying like oh, it's kind of sleep, but I don't feel like I'm lacking sleep. I'm just not sleeping in uh, yeah. as much. Um, you know, I probably wake up at seven seven thirty anyways, and just you know, lounge. So. Yeah. I've I've had my own you know, things, but I think the routine just in general helps anybody. So especially since it keeps. I would imagine what I should do, and this is like a whole nother topic because I'm trying to lose weight. Um, but what I should do is um, get up, work out, then shower, and yeah. get dressed, and then start my day. That may enforce you to shower every day if you get up and do that. Yeah. Run over to Lincoln Park and yoga or something. Well, no, I was gonna do like Zoom uh, no, on, yeah, the, on the video game. Sure. Yeah. Finally, use the switch resume rather than Animal Crossing. Which I regret. Not finally, partly. just like returning to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, which has been a nice little escape. Um, anybody else playing out there, feel free to hit me up. We can be friends. How do I hit you up? Um, you can hit me up on Facebook. Just email anxietyandus at gmail.com. Or leave a... Like, maybe you can make a post. I can on, make a post in the Facebook page, Make yes. a post in the Facebook page and then just reply. Um, and you guys can add me on Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a fun little game to play. Um, Have you found that therapeutic in this yeah, because of the routine? It is a routine on the game, you? yeah. Because, like, you go fishing and you shake the trees or you chop the tree. And apparently to her and my brother, they're fishing and doing all sorts of things and just finding eggs and... <laughs> I haven't. I don't play the it's game. It's because but... it's Bunny Day, not yeah. Easter. Yeah. So I don't know something about yeah. eggs and whatever. But yeah, everything's coming up eggs, which is really annoying. I'm like I'm so tired of the eggs at this point. Um. But yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Um. Shoot, I lost my train of thought. 
But okay, so <laughs> so now you're talking. You want to? You're saying in order to combat the the current situation of you forgetting to take your medicine, you're, I need to you, build a new routine. You need to build a new routine, yeah. and you've you've already have like your medicine out of your purse so that way you know to take mm-hmm. it when you sit down. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's something you work on this week and target that because. And adding more exercise to my routine will also probably help my anxiety too. Mm. Um, exercise is a good way to battle your anxiety. Um, it releases endorphins, and endorphins make you feel better. And it's a it's kind of like when we went for a walk earlier. I felt a lot better after it because I was getting a lot of vitamin D. Vitamin D also makes you feel better. So these like natural hormonal enhancements you can do in your life that don't take medic, you know, it's not, if you don't like taking medication, these are things you can do. I mean, I don't say, I'm not going to recommend just only doing them, but there are additional enhancements you can do in your life that will help. Also talk to your doctor. Yes. Please talk to your doctor. Don't take everything we say we are, as we, gospel. Jake and Lindsay says hereby do not declare. Yeah. We are not doctors. We're not doctors, but talk to um, your doctor. But yeah, like those are little things you can do to help. If you like working out, then Work out more. Don't be like a crazed lunatic about it, you know? I, the funny thing is, I actually enjoy working out, but my workouts, as I've. Because doesn't orders, everybody feel better after they work out? There's no also, reason for that. It also depends on, like, what, what is the workout that you like doing, right? Not, right. Like, actually, I used to run a lot, and I actually like running because I can zone out, and, like, now with being like at the time it was music but now podcasts and just killing time that way mm-hmm. I was able to focus and I plan on actually bringing up running I mean we're walking more to where I can start building up my cardiovascular yeah we've been taking a lot of walks lately endurance and you know I, I want to run and get back to my three mile run every other day thing but I uh I like I I actually enjoy weightlifting yeah. you know I pick things up and put them down pick things up and put them down oh my god um but that's what I enjoy, but I can't do that. So for yeah. me, like, if you want to think about, even though I don't suffer from mental health and everything, I tend to think about, I get a bit anxious on, I can't do my normal routine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, today I'm working on deadlifts or tomorrow I'm working, you know, tomorrow I'm working on bench, benching and, you know, hitting goals. Like I have numerical goals as far as weightlifting goes that where i want i've been progressing and then now it's come to a sudden stop i was planning on stopping anyways because we were supposed to, we were going to be in paris and i was going to fatten up you know just to get back <laughs> out of shape to get back in shape yada yada but um you know expand inflate and expand deflate um but uh so you know i myself have been like even though I, I I have been taking it, I feel pretty easily, like, compared to you and apparently everybody else out there. I'm a part yeah. of the minority where well, I'm good with it. Like, I have I have things that I can do constantly, but you, con- like, you know, obviously, like, your work, when it comes, you're busy. But when it's slow, you're waiting for more work, you're, you tend to, before Animal Crossing, you were, like, trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And so it's, it you know, that's where I saw some of your anxiety set in. But I guess for me, what I was getting at is... You know, I, I myself am feeling I also feel bit, like but... sometimes it comes with the fact that I'm like, I have too much freedom when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And I like the routine and the, the constru- uh, not construction, um, the structure that I have when I'm at work. Mm. There's this like, you can't just eat everything in your cupboard or your refrigerator. Well, you can't just do whatever you want because your video games are sitting right there. 
when you're at work, you have to focus. And it, it's an environment that in, it helps you do that. And I feel like when I'm at home, I don't have that. When I started working from home, maybe three years ago, at my previous employer, there was a couple of days, and we I could only do it once a week, but I had those struggles where I was in that same situation. And it was like, oh, I, you know, maybe it was just because at that time, like, you remember, I was feeling uninspired yeah. with work. And I was yeah. just like, I was like, ah, whatever. But now we're both at jobs that we both love. Yeah, so where now I, you're, like, when I think about it, every time I work from home at my current employer, I've never, I've never actually had the bad, oh, no, there's been a day or two where it's like, oh, it's not that, I'm not that busy, I mean, so I, we- I do play rocket league or something yeah like i wouldn't complain about having a couple days every now and then working from home i would never complain about that but to be constantly like you're forced to work from home it's a whole other situation i mean you mentioned the other day it's you miss the freedom of being able just to leave right the freedom of being able to leave the house whenever i want to i miss having monitors to do my work on um i miss my coworkers, I miss the like just getting out and about, like just different scenery, you know. Like, there's so much I miss, but it's not like. It's funny because it's what, not like I would hate working from home in the future. It's just I just don't want to right anymore. What's funny is, is my team and I talked about how we're finding it, we were actually we we're very productive when we work from home because we're not talking to each other all the time even though we all miss each other it's like oh we like i can see that apparently and maybe there's something you can do with your i don't know about your team well now that one of your favorite teammate uh teammates is is leading the company yeah um but they're doing like we're doing check-ins actually not not mental check-ins obviously um because maybe well i take that back maybe it is partly mental check-ins because some of my colleagues they do miss really miss being around people and so we're planning on doing once a week like coffee meetups where we sit down for and on zoom for 30 minutes and have like coffee or tea or nothing if you that's what you prefer and just chat about anything really you know um but not nothing basically anything and everything except work so you know which is nice and i think it's nice to be on a team where are you guys doing that like during work hours yeah yeah huh I mean, I don't know if they'd let us do that. Yeah, I mean, granted, we're in different, two different fields, wor- fields yeah. and wor- worlds where you're constrained to a certain time set. And mine, like I said, I can start work even as late as ten o'clock. Yeah. But you know, um, we still have eight-hour work days. But you know, typically a lot of us are finding ourselves working. We're working more because we're at home. You know, we get like I have a about two two and a half hour uh um travel to work round trip commute yeah Yeah. which i know a lot of people out there like if i was driving i'd be i'd go crazy but since i just ride the metro then i just pop on a podcast or put on my switch and i'm good so i get those two and a half hours back so i find myself working more but you know i think um point being is if you can maybe it's something you can do you know with your colleagues like or you know some, same with their friends but well something i was suggesting maybe doing like a virtual happy hour yeah um with my colleagues um that's that's actually a popular thing that's cool i might right bring it up with my direct manager and um see what she says yeah 
I mean, but I think it would be good, especially with you know people have been leaving and oh yeah, we can't see each other and it's it's frustrating. I mean, we're trying to adapt. Like you know, I'm, I'm working on getting a monitor, um, from my work to our house, so you know you'd be able to use it yeah. and have time and have that real estate when you're busy. Um, but I think it is a you know it's challenging right now, and especially right if you think about it, this is a really challenging time especially for people with mental health issues yeah because again at least you know i mean what, what i saw someone on facebook the other day saying like please don't judge us if we're outside doing our gardening like maybe some of us need that garden to give us everything we need to get through the day yeah it's the only thing getting you out of bed every morning is the fact that oh i can tend to my garden and that's mental health awareness right there like Maybe that's all that maybe that's the only thing that is pushing them out of bed, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be like the thing with not being able to do that stuff like that could be concerning regarding back to the medicine thing where, you know, you're not taking it because you could be in a so what? Why should I give right. a fuck anymore? Right. Because I'm not doing the things that I'm normally doing. So I'm, you know, it, it's those things that could lead to that. The kind of mania. The kind of mania. So to where, you know, like right now you're trying to, you know, we're trying to do different things for you. So I think as far as what gets you going, right? Like what gets you up out of bed in the morning and, you know, usually what I've learned is when you're not, when the person with mental health issues is not taking a medicine, that's the first sign. Well, no, it's not even the first sign. That may be the first sign for us that are... Aware it might that, be what you first noticed. Yeah, what we first noticed. You may have... Or been, even don't notice. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, but that's the first red flag that could be apparent to us. Like, because you're like, hey, you're not taking medicine. You know, I've, I've asked you, why haven't you taken your medicine? Not not accusatorily, I feel, I yeah. hope. But more of just, hey, why didn't you take your medicine today? And you've told me, like, I just forgot. Or, it's, or I just got busy and my alarm went off and I snoozed it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it is that thing where the gardening or something like that where that or cleaning yeah i mean if you think about it that requires mental capacity you, it requires your full mental capacity mm-hmm. so you need your mental health issues to be subdued and therefore you need to take your medicine okay. which if that's the reason why you need to take your medicine then by all means right so um i mean but like i had mentioned before i'm fortunate enough to where i told you i am not going through those things that most of you know most everybody else is going through of oh i don't know what to do with my time when i'm not busy with work or if if i am fortunate enough to work right now because i have things i can do it's like okay i can work on my you know cinematography videography projects i can work on this i can work on that and i like i just told you Lindsay asked me you know today we're walking oh what do you have planned today so i whipped out my phone showed her in my notes i'm like okay this is everything yeah you rattled off like eight different things i I had like eight different things because one of my routines is I've been lacking the past two weeks, but I mean, I think I'm going to try and do it, you know, get back into it is in the morning as I'm having my coffee or anything else like that, put together tasks, like to-do lists. What do I want to get accomplished today? Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time when I've done it, you know, I've accomplished 80%, you know, a hundred percent is always this goal, but 80%, you know, it's B, <laughs> it's a B in, in college or in school and college. So it's passing. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a good but, goal to have and getting 80% of what you want to get done during the day is actually pretty good. Yeah. Because I feel calm. Like, like today we went for a walk. I had, look, hold on. Let me 
pull it up real quick just to see <laughs> that way you guys believe me so like for this list it, it varies from day to day i have like four or five that are these are static they're always going to be there but i have like study rx swift for an hour send jobs to jord work on the austin video read for an hour develop captain america workout that's a side thing uh clean out stairs uh which i actually did um uh restring guitar which i haven't done uh put together active budget which i will do uh clean litter boxes sweep downstairs go for a walk shower that's literally my you list did, like half of that uh, you showered you went for a walk clean out the stairs yeah clean out the stairs uh, clean the boxes. Eh, not half. I'll, I will get to, I'll get to the about 68% after this. Um, but point is, I set that every day and that it keeps me motivated in a way. I, although sometimes I forget, but it is a good habit. I've, I, it's a good habit I've developed. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think I brought it up before. It, you know, it was a while back when it was brought to my attention. I wasn't as approachable in the morning, I was like, well, well, let me look at figure out how I can be more approachable. And I landed on this millionaire mindset, which I was like, hey, if it makes me a million dollars, I'm not going to be mad. But typically, usually it's, you know, having routines, you know, stuff like that, you know, people with mental health are encouraged to do, which anybody should do really is have a routine. And it's been keeping me up to task, you know? Yeah, maybe I should take a page out of that book. Yeah. I don't know. There's also the gold journal. Yeah, that you the can, what? Remember your gold journal? You used oh to... yeah, my my um my start today journal from Rachel Hollis. Um yeah, I've been slacking on that. Nothing sponsored, by the way, that <laughs> we brought up these companies. Yeah. But uh, um, but yeah. But you know, yeah, you're right. I should really start doing that more often. I did order another one to try to motivate me to finish the first one. <laughs> uh, you have one that's still empty, like not empty, but you have. It's few like pages. a third of the way full. Okay. So anyway, um. But yeah, that's basically what we've been going on this week. Um, trying to get me back on my meds and um, maybe next week stay on track. And well, next week we can talk about, uh, you know, the weight loss, the weight, 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 and anxiety, right? Yeah. The weight of anxiety and depression, Stress. and the weight <laughs> of anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, what it's causing your journey through it, and you know. Because there's other people out there that do that, so maybe yeah, I'm sure. we'll talk about that. I'm sure. I'm sure there are other people out there. So what do you, what is the list? Three? Oh, the sign-off? Sign-off. Our yeah. sign-off is three things you're grateful for, two things you accomplished this week, and one mistake or challenge you learned from. So three things you're grateful for. Go. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful that... Um, you know, uh, I'm grateful that my brother's here and is, uh, I'm having an empty sink every morning. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> an empty sink. And, yeah. Because uh, normally Lindsay and I would, uh, yeah, he have, likes to clean a lot. Yeah. Which well, is nice. he's trying to do, soak up, you know, do his part while he's not working it, you know, until he gets a job, which, you know, I really appreciate. And we were raised the right way. Um, but, you know, for, so I'm grateful for my brother being here. Um, I'm grateful that, my family is still doing well. Um, you know, I check in on my mom pretty much every day. My middle brother, Josh, probably every few days should check on him more. And then, you know, Russ. And then the last thing I'm grateful for is um, 
I'm grateful that I'm not going through the same situations as some of some of uh my peers. Like what? Honestly. Like, you know, I, I'm I'm motivated every day. Like I'm not like I brought up, like I have things that get me through the day. Mm-hmm. You know, some people one thing that I think like what we talked about, um one of the podcasts we listened to is hysteria and how Aaron brought up how the like how everybody was like, oh, I'm gonna do all this creative stuff, uh-huh. all this, get all this stuff accomplished now, and now I'm working from home, and I'm in that same boat where I haven't got a lot of that accomplished, you yeah. know. But I, I'm grateful that I have. I'm not falling into um, old habits. Not, not just, yeah, old habits, and I'm not falling into um, not being motivated or do, you know doing things. I have. I'm keeping thing. I'm have things that keep me at pace. Yeah. So. That was three, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for um, you um, and that I have you here oh. with me. Yeah. Um, and you're my support system. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been grateful for Jordan lately, too, but mostly because, like, I've been grateful that, like, I've gotten closer with your family yeah. over the years. Um. That was a big challenge in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm also really grateful for um, the fact that we're all still healthy. Mm-hmm. And that none of us, or nobody I know personally, has come down with coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, so what are two things you want to accomplish this week? So I'm, I'm going to circle back to my like what I accomplished last week. I need to read more. Um, I just haven't. Oh, this is the third week that you haven't read. I know. Third episode. I've been failing. I, I so had, four weeks now you've said you wanted to read. I did, and I'm brought up today how, like, it was so nice. Maybe we should have brought up a blanket and... Like, read, read in the park? Read, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the problem I'm suffering is from the same work-from-home thing where I'm home. Yeah. So I'm not motivated to read. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do everything else. Yeah. Um... Uh, but I need to read more, so I think I'm gonna. That's the staple, that hopefully won't be a staple next week. Um, and then the other thing I want to accomplish is I want to. Um. I don't know. I, I guess I want to. Start. Uh, I want to be more. Uh, find more productivity in my time. I am being productive, but I want to use be able to be more productive. So. <laughs> In the sense of, we we're talking. I don't know what that means. That means, <laughs> like the list I just read off to Be you. Be even more productive. Yes, but because you know I you want to move that productivity percentage up. Yeah, so I like I worked till four thirty. Okay, that time's allotted for. But rather, what I've been doing the past few weeks is I veg out the first, the next couple hours right after work, which is fine. I did my right to, and I worked hard, but maybe I should try and be more rather than just sit there and veg like as far as watch a netflix show or um, a movie a movie or play video games like actually go okay well let me move right into while my mind is still churning right let me read go back to reading or you know uh study the arc swift that i mentioned that i need to bring up or french nobody listening knows what that means okay the developers (laughs) at least the ios developers do but okay i want to study stuff for work but, or like learn French, you know, we're talking about going back, like 
redoing the trip to Paris next year. So maybe, you know, we have a year's worth of time. So I think that, so, uh, you know, like I want to be, I want to find, I want to, my goal is to be more productive with the time I have after work. There mm. you go. Um, I am going to second both of what you just said. Um, I'd like to read more. I had finished a book, but it's been a week since I read anything. You put a reading light by your butt. I did. And <laughs> now I have to. I have a book by my de- by my bed. But you also have a light. Yeah, and then I have another book that I want to start. Actually, I have two other books that I want to start, or three. Anyway, I need to read more, and then I also would like to be more productive with my evenings. I feel like I've been slacking. Where I, or I've been like, I'm just going to take a nap, which is mostly just like my anxiety getting to me. But like, I hope that like with my new routine and, um, being back on my medication in a, in a, in a way it'll help me, um, have more energy in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. All right. One mistake or challenge that you learned from. Um, you go first. I'm trying to think. <sighs> well, obviously I learned from not taking my medication that I should probably take my medication. <laughs> That's No. That's, like, probably my lesson right now. <laughs> Stealing from the purpose of this episode. Um, one thing I learned from is, um, I think, especially after today... Like, really sticking to my list and being as productive as possible. Um, I think this will help me. I learned how to probably approach this week's challenge of being productive with my time after work. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to do and put together tasks that obviously I can't do the long laundry list of tasks I did today after work. That's just unrealistic. So, you know. I think the challenge is finding what do I really target what I want to work on that day. You know, I can't probably read and do my work stuff and something else all at the same time. So, you, you know, need to block it. Block it, yeah. You know, block so I need to it. learn how to block. Yeah. Be more, be more efficient with my time management. So. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us this week. We will be back hopefully next week. Um, and I hope everyone's okay. In the show notes, you can find our email and our Facebook page. So feel free to hit us up. We do post things from time to time on Facebook. And feel free to email us if you have anything you'd like to share. Happy quarantine, everybody. Yes, happy quarantine. <laughs> Bye. Bye.